Hello, and guys. Here. We saved all the. Uh, did we save enough pearls of wisdom and and insight for the podcast, or did we all just lose it all on the pre-show? I think we might have lost all the magic in the pre-show. I don't no, feel I, it anymore. I I've been barely talking to you guys because I've been too busy. Uh, I've been too busy, you know, working yeah. very hard. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, not uh-huh. not playing anything at all. No. Uh, so you know, yeah. uh, I think I've got plenty of w- pearls of wisdom for you guys. So we're just going to do recommendations this week and nothing else, right? And yeah, it's going right. to be just Jake's recommendations. Only. It's just me. Right. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Just one game, and he's going to give us a play-by-play of every scene and every moment and yeah. review it on a, on a 1 to 10 scale. He's literally playing it right now in the background. Yeah. God, I wish. <laughs> I wish. So in case people don't realize, this is uh, episode 23 of Esquiring Minds. It's for August 17th, 2023. And the show is just three lawyer friends goofing around for our enjoyment. Not for your enjoyment. That's going to be obvious soon. And uh, I'm joined. I'm uh, Andrew Leahy. I'm a tax and technology attorney from New Jersey. I'm joined, as always, by by Jake and Jason. Uh, Jake is the the guy that plays a lot of uh, video games. Hi. Well, not yes. Okay. Yeah. No. I should just accept that. Plays a lot of video games. I mean, everybody. Me too. Yeah. Uh, But yes, I I'll accept that mantle. Uh, I I am Jake, the Florida construction and land use attorney, and youth consultant for the podcast, and youth consultant. Yes. I, you know, I, I'm not really happy about that youth consultant designation because it feels unfair. You're not that much younger than I am, Jake. No, no. And I'm, I'm right just a little baby. I'm just a little a, baby attorney. You're yeah. a your son younger than me, I think. OK, that's oh, pretty, wow. He's I'm not gonna, weird I, metric. I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to go into I don't want to upset anybody's operational security here. So, uh, you know, we, we won't go. Uh, too crazy here, but my son uh, who was born on blah yeah, blah right, blah right. two thousand. So we got yeah, Florida. Seen. He's Jake's an attorney in Florida, and he has a son of a certain age. So that's it. They've zeroed yes. in. They got your house. They're looking at you right now. Yeah, yep. that was a fake yeah. year, by the way. About Locked in. Year my Locked in. Son was born. His son well, was born in nineteen ninety two. So Jake plays uh, Baldur's Gate. Spoiler, uh, and uh, he's a lawyer. I'm not Jake. I'm yeah. Jason. No. That's Jason. I am Andrew's friend. Yeah. I am Jake's friend, and I'm also a lawyer. I sue people's bad bosses. I'm getting ready to go to trial. My first federal jury trial. I've tried jury trials in state court, but this is my first one in federal court. Uh, wow. Mainly because Are you excited, nervous, or uh, all of all the same. You know, you're if you're not nervous going into a trial, then probably something's yeah. weird. Mm. Uh, so I'm nervous in a sense, but I'm excited. This is a case that I've had with me since. I started my own firm. It's like a four and a half year old case. Uh, and uh, that's mainly due to the way federal courts are. And it's a little bit due to the way that COVID was uh, because we hmm. were scheduled We were scheduled to try this case almost exactly a year ago. Uh, and it ended up getting continued because COVID messed up everybody's trial schedule and most particularly uh, criminal defendants who are entitled to certain speedy trial guidelines. And so... Whenever a speedy trial uh, guidepost had to be met, then they bumped the civil trial that was scheduled in order to, you know, comply with federal law as it relates to making sure that criminal defendants aren't just hanging out there forever, indicted but not yet tried. So, is this a employment case? Yeah, yeah, it's a Fair Labor Standards and Family Medical Leave Act case. It started out bigger than that. That's what made it through summary judgment. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. No. Cool. That I 
it's interesting seeing the difference between state and federal. I've I've never done a federal trial. I've done like like a hand like a, a dozen or so state trials, but I've watched a few federal trials. Uh, and from the perspective of a watcher, it's so much more organized yeah. in a federal trial because the judge is handling a lot more. Yeah. People seem more together with it. But from an attorney's standpoint, that's so much more, so much more uh, stressful that you have to make your hit your spots a lot more often and you mm. can't shoot from the hip as much. Yeah. At least that was my experience here. Yeah. There's a degree of preparation that is expected from federal judges that is probably less frequently expected from state court judges. Uh, and that's, I, I imagine it's a product of, uh, you know, there being, I think, many fewer federal trials uh, and also the process for becoming a federal judge is like insanely uh, political and complex and heavy. And so since they go through this crazy process of being nominated by the president, grilled by the Senate Judiciary Committee, then uh, voted on by the Senate, you get some pretty serious jurists on district courts. And so they have high expectations because high expectations were had for them. Yep. Speaking not, to of, that, uh, not to say that state court judges are bad. Don't hear that. Don't hear that. <laughs> yeah, it was a little alarming. We love it like, state court judges. <laughs> love you, judiciary. We, we might have some listeners that are state court judges. We got to be careful. Here. God, that would be cool. Yeah. yeah. If you're a state court judge and you and you're listening, please. And you're offended. Email. <laughs> yeah. Please, yeah. Please and you're offended. Right. Email Jason. If no, you're not if offended, you're, email me. Right. If you're offended, that was all Jake's voice that was just speaking. Uh, and it's, it's an AI Jake, thing. He's Jake doing is that the problem. Trick. Yeah. 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 There it's I ruined trick. it. He's got the AI thing. He's just ruining Jason's life. He's calling up people <laughs> and it's terrible. Hmm. AI speaking on of, this podcast? No, certainly not. We're, I think we're going to talk about that. But speaking of uh, federal uh, uh, court and state court, etc., um, I think we have two mini topics, one being uh, Apple's going to buy Disney, but the other being, and I think we can cover this quickly, the hilariousness of Trump being indicted for a fourth time and along with 19 other in- individuals. Yeah, that's the that's the interesting, you know, DeSantis being or not DeSantis, Trump being indicted. That's old news, right? Right. But having like a million other people being indicted with him. Yeah, who are these guys? Like Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> right. Obviously, many people have heard of him. Yeah. Um, and then like all these other lawyers, the uh, with the Federal Society guy that um, was getting disbarred in California. Name isn't coming to me. Do you is know what I'm talking Ray about? Ray Smith the third? Is no. it Kathleen Latham? Is it Robert Cheely? No. Uh, Keep going. Uh, David <laughs> it's Schaefer. It's such a long list. We might be at this for yeah. a while. Oh, is it? Is it Ken Cheesebro? That's a great name. <laughs> is that? That's a fake name. You it's made real. that Ken, up. No, no Kenneth Cheesebro. That's a real name. That's his name. Yeah. Oh, okay. Michael Roman. Yeah. Sean no. Still. No. Sidney Powell, Scott Hall. That's a Georgia bail bondsman. Scott Hall has seven charges against him. He's just a bail bondsman. No. Poor fella. Man. Uh, Misty Hampton. No. St- Stephen Lee. Are we no. just reading off the entire <laughs> this I all, yeah, this, I'm waiting for him to get one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Harrison, uh, Harrison Floyd sounds like somebody Harrison. screwing up Harrison Ford, right? Yeah. Oh, I love Harrison Her- Floyd. He's I a great loved actor. Harrison Floyd when he was on the Colts. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Trevian Cootie. Mark Meadows, Jeffrey Clark, and Jenna Ellis. So oh, we okay. named Je- them. That's everybody. It's oh, got to okay. be some, one of those. I thought it was the... Jake's what, got nothing. Uh, I'm going to have to Google this. Federalist yeah. Society guy. Uh, I'm betting it's Ray Smith the third because he's got 12. I don't know. 12 charges. John Eastman. 
Oh, oh. he's in the was he not society? indicted. No, he's indicted. He was super nine charges. Yeah, he's the cowboy hat guy, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, was he? I don't. Know. I don't know about that. Yeah, I think he wears a cowboy hat a lot. I mean, no, yeah, you said the was, name. Uh, you said the yeah. name Kenneth Cheesebro and, and Federalist Society, and I just assumed that's who it was because that's a real Federalist Society sort of name. Feels like big there, time. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure many of the the attorneys are members of the Federalist Society. The reason I singled out John Eastman was because he was like on a leadership board of some kind that um, on the Federalist Society and Federalist Society basically didn't do anything when all this happened and they were criticized for 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 their non statements about John Eastman for not saying anything about him. Maybe this is maybe. This is just me not knowing anything about Republican politics, but I, or like conservative lawyers who kind of mill around in that field. John Eastman, I thought, was like a fairly reputable guy uh, who's had a pretty big fall from grace as a result of this, uh, like akin to Dershowitz uh, and his yeah, fall yeah, from yeah. grace, where you just... It like rolled around in the slop with Trump and his gang, and now he's all covered in you know the things that Muck. pigs get covered up in. So. And Lynn Wood as well, didn't he? Was he has he always been a crackpot, or did he represent he, somebody uh, kind of on the right side? I think I think he I think Lynn Wood was was always crazy, even okay. if he represented somebody on, on like gotcha. in a okay. righteous endeavor. Right, but I, that was my interpretation. Like I am not a I'm not a Linwood scholar, but that was no. my uh, as you say, man. It's what your bumper impression. sticker says. It's what your T-shirt says. You remind us yeah. every every episode. You're not <laughs> yeah. a Linwood scholar. I'm not a Linwood scholar. No. Yeah, Rud- Rudolph Giuliani has 13 charges. That is one more than Donald Trump for in this yeah. indictment. That is That's rough. Yeah. I'm just like imagining the. Are are can you hear me? Yeah, Jason, we can hear you fine. No, Sorry, no, it's was... me. It's me. Like, <laughs> okay. uh, it's it's he's not outpaced Trump in total indictments because Trump is up oh, to no. like ninety something now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you said he had at one point. I think it was before this. You tweeted right that he had one for every year he's been alive. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what did he get? Thirteen in the Georgia uh, yeah. indictment, and oh, so twelve. Sorry, twelve. Okay, so that what does that take him up to ninety something like that? Something like that. Yeah, it's it's a high number. It's a lot of. Uh, it's a lot to ask your political supporters to pay for. Yeah. I mean, my, the thing that I'm thinking about in this is like how many court hearings and like getting prosecuted once is a huge pain with how much stuff you have to deal with. He's getting oh, yeah. prosecuted in four different jurisdictions. Yeah. Um, and man, that's this, this political campaign season uh, is going to be, is going to set a real like his, historical record of how stupid it's going to be. Oh, um, yes, absolutely. I agree. Uh, this is going to be very, I, it's not going to be good for society. It might have some entertaining moments, but it's going to be, uh, you know, the entertainment no. right before we're all uh, screwed. I am more optimistic about it being good for society because I think that Trumpism and the whole, uh, I'm not going to use the F word for it. The whole uber conservative authoritarian streak could stand uh, a good backside paddling. And I think that's what we're going to see. But I mean, I mean do you think he doesn't uh, get the nomination? I know this isn't really what this show is, but like it's hard yeah. for me to imagine he he's trouncing DeSantis by 
really with every demographic other than lawyers. Lawyers, for some reason, prefer DeSantis over uh, Trump, I guess, because DeSantis is a lawyer. But um, I I find it hard to believe he's not going to get the nomination. And like, I I don't know. After 2016, I'm not so confident he won't win. I don't think he'll win. But I I mean, mean, I feel more confident than ever he's probably going to get the nomination. Like, if there's nothing that if there's what could come out now. No better mark for a Republican is having uh, liberals hate you, and right. they hate and liberals hate him to ninety to right. ninety indictment charges or whatever. Uh, yeah, you know, it's obviously more that's not, that's that not a description that people would agree with, but it's just like a a, a way that some people will look at it. Um, right, and that's the paddling is like it's going to be a lot of. Is it, is it a paddling if uh, people still like you after you get indicted? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he just dies. Uh, of natural you know, causes. At some point. Of natural causes. Having nothing to do with. <laughs> not not Jake related causes. <laughs> right. right. Just no, like a not, cheeseburger you know, down the wrong pipe. I, I feel like the conclusion of this is so like uh, because he can't lose. That's part of his personality. He can never really actually lose. He can't right. go to jail. And the governor can't pardon him. The president can't pardon him. He's going to have to go through the normal uh, pr- criminal procedure. Right. Man, that's going to be a, a stressor for that very old man. Um, so yeah, anyway, will it be directly? I mean, does he have to? H- how much does he have to kind of be checked? I guess he has to be present in court, right? But that's a great question. I'm I'm wondering when they're going to like. What are the pretrial release conditions that are going to be on this? Because you know, the DC case, they're already talking about speech restrictions, which are normal. Right. Um, and we're going to talk about travel restrictions when it comes to campaigning. I'm not sure how much Donald Trump needs to actually go anywhere to campaign. No. Right. Um, well, to fundraise, maybe, but not to, to fu- secure votes. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, like he he has you get the fundraising to get the attention. He has a the world's biggest mouthpiece. Right. He yeah. anything he says becomes news everywhere. That's right. Um, That's a mighty, uh, mighty big compliment to Truth Social, there, Jake. Yeah, man. (laughs) He doesn't even care. This is how. This is the thing. This is how how much he has the world's media wrapped around his finger. He doesn't have to be on Twitter, and he's not. Right. He's He's like typing his insane stuff into Notepad and taking a screenshot, and it's still showing up on like MSNBC on all the on all the news shows. Yeah. He could he could do iPhone notes and just text it to ten reporters, and it would be on you know yeah. on front pages everywhere so um you made but you made kind of passing mention of this uh but the georgia governor so the newest charges on the indictment are in fulton county georgia it's the the uh seat for atlanta one of the like five or six counties that atlanta sits in in georgia uh and uh apparently because of georgia's sordid history with the kkk the governor of Georgia, to the extent that he might be inclined to pardon Trump for uh, his crimes in the state of Georgia, which I don't know how Brian Kemp feels about that currently. Uh, but like, that's pretty interesting that he is unpardonable for these state crimes. That's pretty, yeah, pretty spicy. And it's interesting with Brian Kemp. It's interesting that this happened specifically in Georgia, right? Because Georgia is one of those state administrations that actually was like, yeah, no, we, we are certifying this election. This election was legitimately done. And right. it seemed to yeah. have very good results 
electorally for Brian Kemp and Raffensperger, the Secretary of State, like right. you you'd think they might have been punished, but actually they became very popular right. with mm-hmm. the general population. Mm-hmm. And so he has less to they have less to uh to lose, maybe, because yeah. they are already appear they're already on their on Donald Trump's bad bad guy list, his right. list of 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 grievances. So well, I did yeah, read um, I'd be concerned uh, with the, the amount that he has become the party. Uh, Kemp would see fit to like, look, you know, Trump shouldn't be president again. I could like imagine the statement, right? Trump should not be president again. He has too much baggage. There's too many problems that come with him. You know, you should vote for me because I assume Kemp expects he's going to run for some higher office at some point. Um, but like, you know, this was a political hit. This was I mean, why not? Like, why not toss him part if, if he could, if Kemp could do it, even though he had sort of held the line and didn't uh, fall in line for Trump before for something like this is really relatively little cost. What would like what would be the harm to him? Is he going to not get reelected as governor because he pardons Trump? I don't think so. Like not pardon the felony conviction, but commute the sentence or something right, like that. Right, just something. Yeah, yeah. He shouldn't. You know, he's an old man. Mm-hmm. He's you know, morbidly obese or whatever. He shouldn't be. It, can he commute the sentence? That's a. I didn't even think about that. Why well, he can't? He can't pardon him. So I, I, if he can't pardon him, I can't imagine that he can commute the sentence either. Yeah, that I think would that's be taken out of his the hands same thing. Right. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, kind of. I mean, there's a there's a meaningful difference in this situation because I don't. I mean, this is. I'm ashamed. We should probably edit this out of the podcast, but a felon, a felon can't become president, right? Like, isn't that a constitutional I think, I think requirement? Is I think you can. And also you can become president while sitting in jail for yeah. a felony. You, Eugene De- Debs ran, right? Was He, he uh, got like a million votes hmm. I don't know. in the early 1900s. I, I think that the, the prevailing theory is that the only qualifications to run for president are in the Constitution. The Constitution doesn't like... You're not allowed if you're convicted of a seditious conspiracy. I think that might disqualify you under the Fourteenth Amendment. Sure, but doesn't this qualify as that? <laughs> like, I, I, I get all that, but let's like instead of well, thinking of it this way, like, like let's play it out, right? So let's say he, everyone tells him that clearly now. Like, it doesn't matter if you win. There's no way you can be president, right? Everyone, meaning like the media, people around him, his opponents, whatever. He says, "I don't care. I'm running." Right? He gets the nomination, and then let's say he wins in the uh, in the general, right? Um, hmm. Uh, who is going to step in and say no? You are not president. The Supreme yeah. Court. I have questions as to whether that's or not the, that would that's be the, the only one, right? So, uh, who, or who is, what is like the, the the administration is just like yeah, never. No, we don't consider this. The, then you're in like constitutional crisis territory, right? It's like the, who controls the, the military Court, is basically it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the then, Supreme Court becomes like a uh, says this is a political question or something like that. Right. Uh, Kamala and Harris we can't... showing up to the confirmation <laughs> to the hearings, uh, to certify the election results. And she uh, says, no, I'm not going to certify it. No. Right. And then we're back to where we were in, uh, or what oh. he wanted in, in, in 2020. Yeah. All right. Well, so we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no. We love living in a, in a, in a world that we would consider purely theoretical, uh, right. Never going to happen like four years ago. So because yeah. quickly, I don't know if you guys still listen or to the daily, but the latest episode was on uh, Hunter Biden's current like political position uh, and the the sort of motivations that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are going to have to not have Trump be president again because he wants to like have him get the needle or something. I, I don't know exactly what <laughs> right he thinks. He thinks Hunter Biden is part of some vast uh, seditious oh conspiracy against the country. Um, it is a, it's an interest. It is a very sort of if you read this in a history book, it would certainly be about another country. This thing where like a a major point on for both parties was that who am I going to jail 
if I get in, right? How, which political opponent am I going to throw in prison? Yeah. I think Trump sees his way out of this winning. Like, I think he's very highly motivated to win. I know that, uh, you know, in order to, to pardon himself, I know that it doesn't work in Georgia, but hey, get rid of the other two, two federal. Does he have two federal and two state now? Yeah, right. Two federal, yeah. two state. Yeah. So get rid of the other two. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, uh, I will got say one we, in... Go ahead. we definitely have like stuff in our history that's pretty dang wild in terms of yeah. right. you wouldn't know that that we were so <laughs> that we were so uh, unstable. Um, like, you know, obviously back in the 1700s, right. uh, back in the very beginning, we weren't super stable and anything could have broken us at any time. Stiff and then breeze. in 1860, uh, I don't know if you guys yeah. have ever uh, sort of read about that period, but the whole south half of the country just kind of yeah. kind of went nuts there. Well, there's the election. Was it 1876? Where like, uh, you know, uh, was it like it was like the KKK or the proto KKK basically made it basically uh, physically prevented black people from being able to vote, which won the presidential election for the Democrats. And so. There was like a backroom deal over who became president. Hmm. Really? Uh, no, I didn't a know backroom about that. Deal so that uh, like, like the Democrats won through this campaign of violence. And then uh, there, the deal was reconstruction ended and Ulysses S. Grant stayed president hmm. or was president. 1876, the election of 1876 was between Rutherford B. Hayes and Samuel J. Tilden. And Tilden got uh, 4.2 million votes and Hayes got 4 million. I didn't. I, this am is not I, a name I've heard before that uh, of the whole po- losing the popular but winning the electoral. That's interesting. Hmm. Anyway, this is not uh, presidential. Is that the, it's, I might be wrong about the about the year. But point, um, the point stands like there's been some crazy stuff that has happened over the years. And so this isn't that crazy. It's but in, oh, it's crazy. In, it's, it's crazy, crazy, but I'm it's certainly crazy. But I mean, anyone it's it's mostly I think that no one alive has lived through a period quite this um, disruptive. Right? You guys remember, uh, Jake, you probably don't remember when the big scandal was Ross Perot is running as a third party candidate and he's going to siphon off votes from George oh, yeah. Bush. Like that was the scandal. Oh, is that a, oh, was that a scandal? We, I didn't we, know yeah. it was a scandal. I just can we thing. please go back to those days? Like I'll. I would be delighted. Oh man, a video surfaced the other day of a, I think it was a Texas uh, primary or some sort of Texas uh, Republican thing where uh, where George Bush and uh, uh, Ronald Reagan and some other also ran were on a stage together and they were talking about somebody posed a question to the panel of candidates and it was like, should. Uh, Immigrants who are in the country illegally be entitled. Should their children be entitled to go uh, to public schools? HW Did you see this? said yes. Yeah, like, I'd have to yeah. say reluctantly that they'd have they'd have to be able to go. And it was a oh man, this guy's not. No, he's it was not committed. Like, why are we punishing these kids? Like we want right. these kids to like be here and be a functioning part of society. Why do we want to create two classes of uh, people, children right. in this country? Right. Uh, where like, oh no, you're not going to get an education. And so we're going to have this caste system that people are going to be separated into. Like, can we, let's, I, I, I probably still wouldn't be a Republican, but could we go back to that Republican party, please? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you start start to get sort of a nostalgia for anything other than this. You can, you know, right. I mean, you could look at George W. Bush, uh, videos and go like, ah, 
funny little guy. Look at him. Mm-hmm. He, he says, uh, we need to take the, the war to where the terrorists are. And then he says, now watch this drive. And then he hits the golf ball. That's he's funny. He's he choked on a pretzel. He wasn't sending. He would never send a mob of people dressed like Vikings to the capital. No, he sends them to Afghanistan and Iraq. Yeah, sure. That's um, yeah. but that's different. Hey, uh, so do you guys think that Apple should buy Disney? I think so. Should they? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. I say yes. I vote that's yes. My, the king, here's, of, king of segues here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Apple buying Disney, does that even get through regulatory scrutiny? That, I think that's he, like, I think that's it has a, a shot. Question. Yeah. I think it has a what shot. It's stopped now. It's two huge companies. And that's right. where you first start off thinking, oh, this is going to be, uh, this is going to require a lot of regulatory scrutiny. Uh, there, with some limited crossover, they're mostly in pretty different fields because Disney does not make, they do make a lot of technology, but not in the same way. They don't make computers. They don't make cell phones. They don't make, right. you know, uh, cell phones that you strap to your wrist. They don't make AirPods. They don't make, com- they don't make laptops. Right. What they do have in common is they both have among the top 10 most important streaming services, uh, each of them has a streaming service in the top 10 most important. I don't know what Apple's numbers are like, but they're not Netflix. Uh, level is it top numbers. 10 though? Is it, is it really that high? Apple TV I think Plus? so. Yeah, oh, wow. I think so. Okay. Uh, and so like there's some crossover there. Uh, but I think where you really start getting into more serious scrutiny for is this acquisition going to be allowed to pass through? Is this merger going to allow be allowed to occur? Is when you're locking up like a horizontal combination of f- folks who are in the same business and you're locking that up. And this really isn't that. So yeah. Apple buying Dell would get more. Does Dell even exist anymore? Or like Lenovo uh, or something. Yeah. 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 Oh, Dell's great. Dell, yeah, sure. Dell their XBS. Yes. Yeah. They're, they make, they're, they're still making quality. those things? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. They XPS make okay 13 laptops. is a classic. Uh, still. So Apple buying Dell or Apple buying LG or something like that right. would be yeah. much more problematic from a regulatory standpoint, I think, than Apple buying a company like Disney, uh, whose businesses are making movies and owning theme parks and running cruise lines and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it, it is- would get through. It is funny to think about Apple owning my my area, <laughs> like owning right. Disney oh, yeah. and like the Apple Park, all this, yeah. all these theme parks and stuff, and that just seems right. so not co- like you hear about all these corporate deals. And by the way, we're talking about this because there are rumors about Apple buying Disney, right? Because Disney looking very strong in I want to say twenty twenty one all of a sudden looks yeah. very weak to just like two years later there was a it was a, a, a contract that that expired with some sort of like is it didn't they lose most of their numbers in india i think we talked about this at some point uh they're hot you mean streaming yeah they're hot they start well, that was relatively new if oh. i in india but they definitely lost they lost a lot of numbers. I don't know why. I don't know why. Was it a contract? Expiration? I thought it was a contract thing. Yeah, they had something with like the big telecom in I thought it was India. Oh. And that it was like a package deal kind of thing, which obviously they were oh, paying yeah. for. Yeah. They bundled in Disney Plus or whatever the analog to Disney Plus in, in right. India is. They bundled it into like we do with Verizon, Verizon or yeah, right. something like that, where it gets bundled into your cell phone service. And I think 
their subscriber numbers pretty radically dropped when that free period ended for most new customers. And it highlighted Disney's kind of relatively poor performance in the streaming field, which like they're leaning, they leaned into and bet on pretty hard, I think. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's why they're floundering. And then you have Iger coming out. I think this is what's really reignited the talk. Iger came out and uh, said that basically TV doesn't feel necessarily like it's core to Disney's business. And so they're looking at maybe spinning out ABC, spinning out ESPN possibly. Right. Uh, and I think that's what's got people really interested. And that coincides in time with word coming out that Apple was making pretty serious offers to get that Pac-12 TV package. And so like, no. hey, Apple, <laughs> here's this. Yeah, you can own the yeah. whole cow. Yeah. Well, right. And like, <laughs> uh, and that, this was like part of the whole story of the Pac-12 basically ceasing to exist uh, <laughs> and not literally ceasing to exist, but basically. Uh, It's almost there. It's on its way. And so like if Apple is making plays, they just made a big play to get into MLS and really give MLS a boost. And Mm -hmm. that seems to be going pretty well. Uh, And now Bob Iger is out there saying, hey, maybe we need a partner or need to offload our TV business. Uh, ESPN becomes available. And that's an easy play for Apple to make to Apple, who's sitting on 60 some billion dollars in cash right now, right with a $2.8 trillion market cap. Like, they could pay cash to buy ESPN and suddenly you have sports. Yeah. The idea that you need live TV for sports is not true if you have an Apple or you're hooked into the Apple ecosystem somehow <laughs> overnight, basically. Um, so the que- the question I would have is the test is if it would harm consumers, right? And like reduce competition. And I don't, it's hard for me yeah. to envision how it particularly would. Like, I don't think there's a lot of people that are uh, fleeing from one to the other between Apple TV Plus and Disney streaming service. Unless I'm missing no. something, uh, no. And they're so those those products are so different. Apple TV Plus and yeah, Disney. yes. And Disney Disney Plus is is like very good in terms of numbers. It has like 150 million subscribers, which is right. I think way way more than Apple TV Plus does. Um, Probably. But well, so Disney, the Apple TV Plus thing might have the same thing because you get it free with almost everything. So they may also right. always be sitting on a base of numbers that is inflated by people who have not paid for their year. But also you they barely I mean? make anything for Apple TV Plus. Yeah. But what they make is super good. That's right. like Disney's quality has been uh, not great in right. across the board for like, I guess, a year and a half now. Oh, disagree. Um, what what's good? What have they? Well, I'm not well, counting push, Andor. Yeah, hold on. I'm not counting Andor. Andor. Andor obviously is one of the best shows of all time. But um, what what else? What have they made that's good? Like parts in, of the Mandalorian was interesting. Par, parts. I don't know about the, the last year. I'd have to look and see like what's. I was gonna what say. Well, like you're talking about time. season three. Their parts of season three were okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's all I'll give it. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Wakanda, Wakanda Forever was pretty all right. <laughs> it was. I mean, I liked Black Panther better, but yeah. Is that a year though? Uh, that feels longer than a year ago. That that was, I think, this year. Oh, was it uh, last year? It was. I saw it in theater in a theater in November of twenty two. Some. Yeah. Oh, are we talking about Disney recent. writ large or Disney streaming stuff? Disney writ writ large. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot. 
I think I'm wrong. Apple is not in the top 10 streaming services. So like basically they're just buying their way into a better streaming service. But I think part the Disney's problem isn't that they have low <laughs> subscriber numbers. It's that they're hemorrhaging cash, that yeah. they're losing they're, money. They're spending $200 million on Secret Invasion, which was terrible. And also yeah. not good, not like, why are you doing that? Uh, they And they're not charging enough. They weren't charging enough, at least. They were charging yeah. like, they were growth, 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 growth. They, they're going to, you know, sell this for $7 a month right. while spending $200 million per, per season of a show um, and get like a ton of different shows, get, you know, just tons of quantity right. of shows. Um, and then uh, the movies aren't doing well either. Uh, right. At least compared to what they need, like the Indiana Jones movie, I guess. Pe- the thing is, people are have liked some of these movies. I've heard the Indiana Jones movie is pretty good. I didn't um, see it, but I heard that too, yeah. But also, I just have no... I was like, I don't care enough about this to go... No. I would I would rather go see Barbie. Um, yeah. The, uh, like, they're relying on remakes and old properties so much that it's hard to... That I just don't care about. Like, I... Um, though I, this is my complaint. We've drifted into my complaints about what Disney's been doing, <laughs> which is like, they are doing, they've been talking about how they've been trying new things with a lot of these like Marvel shows, but right? Everything still falls to the same formula and the quality hasn't been there. Um, right. and then they a, do these cookie cutter. remakes. Yeah. The remakes just make money. That's all they do. I right. don't. And, uh, Yeah. But it's been trickling down to like a bad, a bad feeling about Disney right. for uh, across the market. Seemingly, it seems to me that if you pull, I, I, I'm surprised to hear a company like Disney saying that TV is not where they want to be because I, if it seems like movies are like in the toilet, like COVID all but killed theaters, and so are you just going to have? Are, is that all you're going to be? Is just movies? That's that's you're still going to have a streaming service, but it would be just for movies and then how does it work with like what what are the licensing agreements how is apple you know doing the next season of the mandalorian which is a disney you know now an apple t- you know in this fantasy land of a future where apple has purchased uh tv from disney there now it's like an apple tv plus property but it's not because i assume star wars would be retained and look all the lucas films would be retained by disney proper right so what is this without a full like spinning it off? I don't know how you disentangle all these little bits. Really, yeah. they pr- like I guess they probably keep Disney's name forever, right? They just yeah. leave it named Disney. It's not going to be a you right. Know, Mandalorian re- presented by Apple. You don't yeah, uh, just one more the Magic Kingdom, the Tim to, Apple. Uh, cut, you know they right. they replace <laughs> all the Walt Disney stuff with Tim Apple stuff. Right. He walks out and he takes a bite out of the apple, and that's the that's yeah. the the little logo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the way yeah. it makes sense is you have two uh, really, really recognizable brands uh, that are aligned with each other in as much as they don't do the same thing. They don't even right. really do that much that's similar, but they do it in similar ways where they have kind of a premium experience that is very, very good at extracting money from you at a premium price. Right. Uh, and uh, like, Okay, they're kindred in that way. And also the products that they deliver are by and large pretty good. Costly, but pretty good. Uh and there's like the uh, did y'all watch the Imagineers series on Disney Plus? I think so, no. yeah. 
over COVID, you, maybe when, when, when like when Disney Plus first came, it was like the first thing they had, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. one of the first things that was on there. Where it was like a six episode thing on the Imagineers, uh, who like built Disneyland and Disney World. Uh, and I see a lot of kinship between uh, the Imagineers and kind of the Apple ethos of right, you know, engineering and over deliver and stuff like that. So. And they've been hmm. kind of dancing with each other for a long time because like Steve Jobs owned, I think, 12% of Disney through his uh, next investment in Pixar and then Disney's acquisition oh. of Pixar, yeah. right? When he went, he leaves Apple and he starts next. Great book is Walter Isaacson's book on Steve Jobs. It's interesting from like a history of Apple type perspective. But so he leaves uh, Apple or he's fired from Apple and he goes to and the Pepsi guy takes over Apple. He goes to found next which is like an alternative computing uh system which runs on uh bsd and is the proto uh operating system to mac os 10 because when he then comes back to apple he brings what he did with next over to uh to to apple and that's where you get mac os 10 and apple starts to take off as an actual competitor again but anyway point being next i think pixar used next computers to compile to uh render uh their early movies and stuff so they couldn't pay for them and he got ownership stake in pixar and then when disney acquired pixar he like around the time of his death i'll say maybe in the year or two prior to his death he owned 12 percent of disney and at that one point, at the time was, they talked about yeah yeah he was at one point the single largest shareholder in disney i think so i think yeah hmm. uh and so like they're related in yeah in a lot of those ways I think it could happen. If you listen to the podcast Scuttlebutt, you hear very, very informed Apple folks. I, I don't have any Disney podcasts in my playlist, but uh, if you listen to like John Gruber, he doesn't think it's ever going to happen. If you listen to Jason Snell, like he thinks that there's a, like in the next five years, there's a pretty decent shot that Disney gets bought out by somebody and not really anybody. Right. Nobody makes more sense than Apple. Nobody I think Apple could, will certainly... who else could do it? Well, Google could yeah. do it. Netflix could probably really? pull it off. Uh, Meta could probably do it. Microsoft could probably do it. None of yeah, them. My, Microsoft. Yeah. yeah. None of them make as much sense as Apple doing it because of the kind of similar ethos that both companies seem to have, though. Yeah. yeah. So sort of a family friendly kind of general uh, sense as well. I know it's not strictly true, but that is the image they kind of um, give off. Yeah. You know why Microsoft makes sense is Disney has always been trying to get into video games with mixed success. Mm. And, Xbox. and Microsoft has Xbox. Yeah. Um, Sony could scoop up Disney then. But so, you want to see yes. you want to see two companies that are match made for each other. Disney has tried to get into video games for years and sucks, and so has Apple, and they oh, suck too. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So it's like, like two people who can't <laughs> so swim saving each they'll other. They'll get together and make terrible video games. Yeah. yeah. They'll Flounder get together and give it, they're going to make Mac exclusive video games. Right. That don't work. Yeah. Yeah. Promise things that can't happen. But um, anyway, so uh, watch this segue. Uh, I believe that Apple could certainly purchase uh, Disney if Elon Musk could purchase Twitter. And speaking of Twitter, <laughs> look at that, right? That was smooth. <laughs> wow. Right? I announced it and you guys still didn't see it coming. It was so smooth. Um, uh, so uh, apparently Elon Musk has been uh, throttling links to places he doesn't like on Twitter. I'm shocked. I'm uh, so I would say I it seems that it is true that it it was certainly was throttling. But my initial reaction was I thought it was pretty likely that this is just bad infrastructure. Like they're not paying their bills for something and that's it. Well, the thing was that it was only to it wasn't to every site, right? Yeah. It was to only certain sites, which is why people were like, "Oh, this is this is an intentional annoyance." 
which is funny because it only annoys people who are on Twitter. Like if right. they are using your service, service, you then have them. They're, they're getting here. annoyed. Yeah. So congratulations. You have people um, in the store looking to purchase things, and you're spitting yeah. on them. And it's well, why? Why them? Why don't you go out on the sidewalk and do it? Uh, it doesn't mean like it makes it a better not being on Twitter is a better experience. So right. Uh, it doesn't. It it is spiteful and nonsensical, and therefore very consistent with what we expect, which makes me think it's happening. Bingo. Um, right, and it's a funny thing too because this is something that when Twitter first was only 144 characters, these so the way that they were doing this was there are things called URL shorteners, and everybody has seen them. It's like t.co slash and then some random uh, little hash of characters. And what that's intended for is if you share a link on Twitter and there's a character limit, obviously on Twitter you uh the the link would eat up a lot of your characters so a url shortener just takes some long you know newyorktimes.com slash politics slash whatever whatever dot html and shortens it all down to a uh a more compact you know fewer character using url and early on in twitter there were lots of third party uh you know, bitly was one tiny url was another there were all these like third party yeah. companies that still exist mm-hmm. for the most part but are not really used on Twitter that much because if you share a link on Twitter, it automatically generates that now and you don't have to do something to, to shorten your URL. And when that first happened in like whatever, that was, 09 or 10 or something, when Twitter started defaulting to shortening with the t.co uh, uh, URL shortener, the sort of uh, tinfoil hat people were saying, and now as it turns out, they're not tinfoil hat people. They were right. Um, you know, this is sort of a problem because that becomes like the canonical link. If Twitter is a, a two becomes gets too big, which was ridiculous to talk about back then, because if more than like a hundred people were on it at one time, it, you got the fail well, break. right? Yeah, right. But if it ever got too big, these would be like the canonical web links to these articles. And now it's not in the hands of the content creator or the publisher or whatever. It's now in the hands of this like third party social media company, and that could be a problem. And for the most part, obviously, that argument didn't win out, and. It, t.co became the default and you'd have to go to great lanes in fact if you were to put a an already shortened url of some other company in in a tweet from from twitter it would still get shortened to t.co so Hmm. you weren't even able to really truly share a link on twitter since like i want to say 2012 or 2013 you you can submit your link to be shortened by twitter and then that can be shared so they're always injecting themselves in as a middleman and weirdly, now here, here we are, it actually came true. Like that, that someone is actually meddling with it. But now everybody is doing that, right? Like Facebook doesn't Facebook right. do that now too, and Instagram yeah. do, does that too. So like it just became a thing that everybody did, right? Uh, and I'm sure there's some, there's certainly some like there's like ad insertion, and there's you yeah. know, your data is being used for all sorts of stuff in that regard. Yeah, that's the other. That's like the dirty part about all these like redirect links is like every time I copy a link and I see like a long string of characters after a question mark, I'm like, Oh, you're tracking what is me. This t- what is this I know what you're me. doing. Right. Uh, I, I'm deleting this. Hopefully it still works. Um, and yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's one of those ways where we, uh, I become uncomfortable realizing exactly like how, how I'm viewed by the internet com- community or the right. internet how, how much they could do the thread and and needle thing on a board and follow you through the internet across a day yeah. right like and then he went to twitter and he clicked the new york yeah so apparently what he was doing yeah was the sites he didn't like washington post new york times certainly threads which is another follow-up thing because i want to know if you guys are using threads i'm not um mm-hmm. uh and um blue sky i think was another one basically yes. like any liberal media outlets and then any alternative social media platforms that are viewed as in competition with twitter 
which I assume is all of them. But I mean, I don't know. I don't think like they didn't get so granular that like our Mastodon instance, esq.social, from what I can tell, that wasn't throttled because yeah. like they don't even know about that. Right. But right. I would bet, you know, Mastodon.social may very well have been uh, that's a that's one of the main uh, instances and it has like 200,000 right. users. So you can kind of see where his paranoia <laughs> uh, clicks in and where, where, where he's not so concerned. Yeah. I'm the, I'm just a jump, jump ahead. Right. Uh, I'm still using threads. I'll say I haven't been using social media as much the last few weeks. Why not? Uh, Jake? Because, uh, because I'm working hard. I'm working hard. Um, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, what of why I'm still using threads. Like, it's interesting because, uh, you know, some people get on threads and it's like, no, nobody's, nobody's on here at all. And then some people are like huge on threads that were never huge on Twitter or Mastodon. Yeah. I've uh, seen that it's too. like some people just like hit the threads algorithm just right. And now they're big on threads and that's, you know, sustaining threads. And then Twitter, like Twitter is just like a place I hop in and hop out really quick. Um, I'm never scrolling through Twitter a lot. Like, uh, no. like yeah. I am through Mastodon and, uh, and threads. The problem is that with Mastodon, it being a, a, um, you know, only, only, uh, linear feed. What, right. What's the only chronological, chronological. feed. Yeah. 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 And following a ton of people. Um, I just miss so much constantly. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the second I open, I talked to, I mentioned this, uh, Andrew, in the context of you, uh, hearing about rate limiting, right. I open my Mastodon feed. And I'm like waiting for it to load like thousands of, of toots right. uh, when I miss it for a day or two. And right. I'm just like, okay, uh, there's got to be it's a better way to deal with this. Yeah. Well, um, we need an algorithm is what we need. Something yes. that just surfaces things for <laughs> you. Just, you know? Yeah. yeah. For me. Yes. Yeah. Just for you. Uh, yeah, I don't want to think about what I'm consuming. No. I just want, I just want to, to inject it into my veins. So, right. uh, <laughs> and in this case, it would be me at, at the helm yeah, of that, just yeah. sort of meddling with your day and turning certain things up. Let's see if he, we can get him to go yeah, start talking about this other what makes movie. me happy. Yeah. Blue Beetle. I'm going to turn that knob up and see if you get all you into know, that. Honestly, Blue Beetle looks better than most Marvel movies coming out these days. So I oh might even goodness. watch a DC movie. There's your hot take right there. Blue Beetle looks better than Marvel movies. It's people in Philly, people in Philly are very upset because they've plastered. They put a big projection, I think, on the art museum steps of Blue Beetle, like a big ad, and oh, this is a landmark. How could you do this? Whatever. By the way, this is the place that at the base has the Rocky statue from No oh. Rocky Two. How know, dare they mess with Sly right. like that? Right. Yeah, how, how dare they impugn the good name of Sly with a bad with movie? Blue Beetle. I, I think this movie's good though. Good though. It's probably good. It's no Rocky, I'm sure. Every time I go to turn on threads or like, oh, hey, I've got some free time here. I would love to use threads. I think I don't want to do this on my phone. I'm sitting at my computer. I want to I want to like do this on in a web browser and it's just not there. And yeah, I can't even I can't even use version. Yeah. And like it's it is insufferable for me to uh, to sit at my phone and uh, like reading with my thumbs fine but i spend enough time texting my family and texting my friends with my thumbs on this tiny little screen that you know what what i am engaging with the internet i want to engage with them sitting at my computer probably because i'm an old but whatever yeah. like get a get a web client 
uh, and uh, then I will use it a lot more. As it stands right yeah. now, Threads is probably my most used social media, but that's not saying a lot. Right. Well, unless you count Reddit, I'll I'll scroll through Reddit a lot more than I do Threads. Yeah, I I really I agree. They really need a web client. Like yeah. I like having at work, like mm-hmm. when I'm working, including at home, um, having like a 15 second brain break yep. where I right. just click to another tab yeah. and I yeah. take that 15 second break and I don't open my phone or anything. I don't open anything. I just I have a tab ready to take that 15 second break and right. th- not having that for threads is definitely a, a downside. Yep. And see, yes, quickly. I mean, I, I personally use it to quickly see, like, is there some major news story I'm missing? Like, is there anything going on? I mean, I think it's what a lot of people that are even older than us might do is we, where they would have 24 hour news on all day. And it's not they're not really paying attention to it. But like, you know, if Carter dies, they'll you could. So oh, there you go. We're, you know, we're seeing a retrospective and there he is in black and white. Yeah. And now I know <laughs> what's going on today. I feel clued in. But yeah, the web thing. It's, I mean, when it first came out, they're not being a web site or client or you know any client for you know obviously any apple stuff they're more of a i think a windows company um yeah. which is a little slight on windows and and facebook <laughs> um initially they're not being a, that gotcha they kind of rushed it they were trying to get out ahead of mm-hmm. whatever musk was doing trying at that to time. strike while the blood was gushing right but now it's been like um a, a, a blood was gushing i'm combining strike while the iron was hot and smelling blood in the water mm-hmm. uh strike so, while know. the blood is gushing okay sure okay. sure <laughs> i guess that i mean yeah i guess that that's good advice for some situations um but speaking of that what do you guys you think this cage match is ever going to happen between uh elon musk uh, no. and, uh, absolutely not yeah. I no. don't care. I don't care. I, I mean, it's I become care. it's becoming less fun as yeah. it becomes as Zuck is leaning more into this guy isn't isn't serious, and then Elon becoming more desperate in terms of appearing like he wants to fight. Elon's right. never going to fight. No, um, and they should just stop talking about it because yeah. Elon's never going to fight. Because I'm rooting Zuckerberg for is a real fighter. <laughs> I'm, yeah, rooting I, uh, fight to, I'm rooting for the fight to occur and then a, a sinkhole yeah. to open up in the earth and swallow them both. Mm. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's sort of your your contribution. We had strike while the blood is gushing. You're hoping for the apocalypse. This is sort uh, of like an uplifting happy episode. It's no. not an apocalypse. It's a it's just a sinkhole. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm sorry. I, I, oh, like just like a water main issue? <laughs> just like yes. a sort of infrastructure problem? That yeah, they, they, they built on a swamp that they shouldn't have built on, and then it okay. opened up below them, you know? Okay. I just want sure. these two particular guys in the octagon smited. I want him smited. Okay. That's not too much to ask, I don't think. A, a sinkhole, a uh, little like, I don't know, what do you call those little isolated, like super local, hyper local tornadoes or something like that? Like just drop yeah. one of those little storm cells on only that octagon. Right. <laughs> and everybody just sees that show. The observers are unharmed. They just see these two getting like kind of cheese grated around inside that cell, right? Just sort of banged against the thing and turned to mush. I like it. Yeah, yeah. All right, I think we have time for one more thing before we do recommendations because you guys are going to talk forever about this game that I don't know anything about. But I found this kind of, I mean, it's not obviously the story is not funny, but the ongoing Louis Brisbois uh, debacle is somewhat amusing if you can sort of set aside that it seems like the two people at the head of this were terrible people. I mean, it's a sh- it's a Schadenfreude situation, kind yeah. of. 
Except, Except with for, a bunch of poor people stuck yeah. in the middle of it. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. Is like there's the people who are actually being spoken of, which I feel bad for, obviously. And then what, there was 100 attorneys that left. You know there's a decent number of those people that had no idea right. that these were, you know, despicable human beings or whatever because you just you're you're this poor associate attorney these are partners these are named partners right they wasn't one of them actually no i guess not they weren't named at lewis brisbois but they were named at the new place so so this was the story we talked about like whatever a month ago where lewis brisbois had 100 attorneys leave to go form a new firm uh that was what ronin and something or other right uh, and Barbara Barber, Rainin. Barber, Barber and Rainin. Barber and Rainin. Oh, good grief. <laughs> and then Baba Ann, uh, yeah, didn't didn't do so well because uh, Louis Brisbois released some emails from the two partners, Barber and Rainin, uh, that they were, you know, terrible, anti-Semitic, racist, all sorts of horrible stuff, right? Um, so then they stepped down, and, and but the firm wasn't initially, the name wasn't initially changed. Then it was changed, and it became... Uh, I don't even remember now. But at any rate, that firm is now shut down. It's over. Rest Good. in peace. Yeah. No. There is no more. Yeah. Rest uh, in torments. And everybody moved to other places and all was Yeah. All was uh, settled, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I assume that everybody's just going to end up at Ogletree or something like that and uh, just be you know, the people who were doing their jobs quietly with their heads down, like doing good work to the extent that employment defense can be considered good work. Uh, (laughs) Like, great. Like you'll find a place to land. Uh, I think that these terrible guys will find, will, will do just fine for the rest of their lives. Uh, But gosh, they really shouldn't. Absolutely. I my if I could put make a prediction, I would say that they'll have a uh, contrite apology, you know, oh, it's, and I've learned a lot. And then they'll just do like speaking engagements from yeah. this forever. And they'll be absolutely oh. fine. the same way like politicians just they just leave and then they just charge $50,000 to go talk to some college students somewhere. And they're, yeah. they're fine. They never Come have to in hear my redemption again. story. Yeah, yeah. And like tell people because I, I remember going to like in law school, we had these things where like people came and like talked in the pro rep class and would tell these stories of, that there were meant to be these like, oh, you know, and I just needed to borrow a little bit of money from my IOLTA account. So I used it to pay my own mortgage or whatever. They would tell these stories that were supposed to be these like, so, you know, make sure you never do that as though yeah. these were like little slip ups or something like this kind of thing. Right. Where no, we all, we all nobody's going to do that. We all get that. We read the book. We, we got People are not making your mistake. I mean, I'm sure they are, but like, I don't think they're going to be convinced. Nobody's going to like furiously write down notes when one of these idiots goes and speaks at a school, uh, saying like, "Oh, don't you know, don't be a racist, uh, a horrible human being, or at least don't send emails if you are." You, they could do that if they're good. If they're a good enough speaker, like, man, mm. I, I'm learning about this speaker speaker circuit speaker fee situation right. now, doing bar event stuff. Uh, and it's like, man, it's so hard to get a good speaker, like somebody who's really good at like captivating a crowd. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. You could like, honestly, you get basically any, <laughs> any topic where somebody is a good speaker that can captivate a crowd. They'll make, they'll find a way to make money. Um, yeah. and if they, if they're willing to do that for a living for money, um, they'll probably get paid thing. more than they ever did as uh, partners at uh, Lewis Prisbaugh. I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't. I bet Lewis Brisbane makes pretty good money. They, yeah, uh, that's true. They probably minted yeah. money by bilking clients while they were screwing, you know, poor abused employees. 
But what do I know? <laughs> oh. oh, okay. <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah. So anyway, if, we if you're at Lewis Brisbois, let us know what you think. Um, yeah. Email us at jason at rams.land. Um, <laughs> Apologies to Mr. Lewis and Mr. Brisbois. Sue my bad boss.com. Both of my yeah. uncles. Um, so, <laughs> I'm Yeah, I, I didn't tell you guys. This has been very uncomfortable. I'm, uh, my, my uncle is Lewis Brisbois. Oh, yeah. um, so do we want to move on to recommendations Lewis for almost at an hour? Sure. You probably, yeah, you probably need to go first, Andy. Two screens. I have to go to first. I don't have. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I have anything that interesting. Oh, because you guys are going to talk about Baldur's Gate forever. Is well, that the I, problem here? I, we. I. Yeah. I, I'll talk about Baldur's Gate. The should I? Well, we're waiting for you. Go. Go. Oh, you, my you, only. Rec- have mine's not a recommendation. I'll just say I because I've never talked <laughs> about it. Uh, we've talked about. I have. Uh, we. Uh, Jake is also a uh, moderator on ESQ.social. It's a Mastodon instance. We also have uh, Lostodon.org, which is like a uh, kind of. Um, like I look up like a uh, yellow pages for P for attorneys and legal professionals on the Fediverse. And so uh, most people are listed in there that were already members of the law Fetty uh, list. But uh, if you're interested in looking to see like, well, who else is on the Fediverse? Who else is in, was on Mastodon? It's a one of many useful sites. And um, yes, now Baldur's Gate. Uh, also, the, <laughs> well, hold on. Uh, Matrix. Have we talked about Matrix? Yeah. Oh, we have not talked about Matrix. Yeah. Uh, matrix dot esque dot social chat dot matrix dot dot social. Yes, I'll Great put the in the show notes. Great URL. Yeah. It's awful. Uh, um, I can, I'll set up a redirect too. I'll get like uh, ESQ chat or something. But anyway, I'll put it, I'll put the link in the in the yeah. uh, show notes. Uh, yeah. Matrix for people who don't know is like open source Slack. Yeah. And it's not. It's ninety eight percent of what you want from from Slack, frankly. Yeah. Um, so like, I think it, I think it's great. Yeah, I like um, it. I did it mostly as a hedge. You kind of guessed it. I think, Jake, you said it. I, I did it mostly as a hedge against the eventual terms of service coming out from Slack. I'm just speculating. I don't know anything. But where they say they can take all of everything you talk about and use it to inform their AI, their Slack uh, GPT that's coming out. <laughs> so I just did this basically as like it, it, it trying to learn a lesson from Twitter and Reddit and uh, everything else that it's, you know, good to have another option. And so, yes, it would, it would be great to eventually just go all Fediverse. And have that yeah. be my, you know, the my pretentious thing is like, oh, I'm only on, you know, I'll I'll make it my identity, like, oh, I'm not on any of those, you know, centralized, right. uh, Fetty only for me, companies. Yeah, um, but yeah. is it federated? Mm, yeah. it fe- <laughs> yes. Does it? <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Is it activity uh, threads? Pop? Oh, that threads. That'll be acceptable maybe later. <laughs> right. um, but uh, yeah. anyway. You'll be a huge uh, hit at bar events, but that's that whole like, the tone and, and yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, just I, saying, are you Fetty? Also, that I don't if I if I didn't know what that meant, like the things I would guess, I would just sort yeah. of say no and try to avoid yeah. you for the rest of the night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, All right. So Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate three, the third one. This is the good um, one. This is the one that worked. Yeah. Uh, this is a good, very good, humongous game that came out like a. Uh, well, it's been in early access for like two years, but it came out two weeks ago. Ish. I want to say we can have it's been er- in uh, early access for two years. Yes. Wow. Like the, like... Only the first act of yeah. the three acts. Oh, OK. Um, so uh, and it's like it's uh, it's from the same studio that made Divinity Original Sin, which you might not have heard of, but it was very, very popular. It is it's connected to our podcast. Uh, in the in a a different way 
in is that, it now? Remember, one of the fir- the third episode or something we did, we talked about um, oh. Wizards of the Coast and Dungeons and Dragons oh. and the yeah. open source rule set. Mm-hmm. This is a game that's based on Dungeons and Dragons rule set. And yep. even their the you know their universe is the Dungeons and Dragons universe that they've built on top of. Um, it's a tactics kind of role playing game where you play a character and you interact with these other characters. It's all fully voice acted, uh, mo capped. The conversations are mo capped. Um, what is mo capped? Uh, motion captured, as in oh, like it has physical yeah. acting as opposed to just like characters standing there and talking. Okay. Um, it is like an incredible achievement, I want to say. I thought that Zelda was like going to walk away with the most like memorable game of this year, but I I Baldur's Gate surpassed it mm. for me. Nah, um, really? Zelda's, Zelda's still going to win it. Zelda has more much more mass mass market appeal. Yeah. This has this well, has su- like hyper nerd appeal. This is a yeah. nerd dream. And w- I don't mean yes. like computer nerd, I mean like Dungeons and Dragons, like I grew up playing Magic the Gathering kind of nerd. Yeah. No, it is. It is is very much. That's the the funny thing is like, I'm not, I don't like the Dungeons and Dragons, like lore stuff at all. Like I'm not really into dragons and goblins and stuff. Me either. Um, But uh, man, they made it work for this and it's successful in a way that I don't think anybody was expecting. Like they peaked at like 800,000 concurrent users, which is, insane for a game that costs sixty dollars uh it's not and that is only on pc and has very strict hardware requirements um it's it's a it is a like it is a hard game to run it takes a pretty beefy pc to run it um and just compare it like that is not quite like uh levels of cyberpunk when cyberpunk being like the one of the most hyped games of right. all time uh when that came out it isn't at that level but it's like it's in the top 10 most high highest concurrent users on steam uh when it came out of all time so right. like um uh which is most of those top 10 are free games that are have a ton of people playing where most people are not paying any money right. um and so it's been successful in a way that I think is really shocked people. And it's like, so I, if you liked Mass Effect or Dragon Age, those games, this is Dragon like Age a is, very, Dragon Age is the right analogy. Dr- yeah, Dragon Age definitely more because it's you know Mass Effect was more streamlined. Dragon Age Origins, especially, yeah, it was streamlined sci-fi. Dragon Age Origins was like a tactical, also more fantasy setting. It yeah. is like that game times a thousand like in terms of depth and uh in terms of the uh quality of the production uh it's just absolutely insane the interesting thing uh to me uh, it is it is fun it's engaging it's fun it's good storytelling the gameplay is a little clunky uh but the story is engaging in a way where like you can do a lot of different things. And if you want to be great, you can be like a, a very virtuous character. You can be a very evil character. You can be kind of middle of the road. You can be mm-hmm. just purely self-serving uh, and you can make 
a huge range of decisions. And that huge range of decisions can have ripple effects throughout things that you would just kind of not expect. Uh, and uh, there are uh, just a, a very large number of potential outcomes from decisions and from like luck uh, occurrences or like roll, literally roll of the dice occurrences. You're constantly rolling a 20 sided die in this game yeah. uh, to figure out like, uh, do you, you try this thing? Does it work? Does it not? Like this is a core dungeons and dragons thing. I think uh, it's fun. It's interesting. <laughs> it's engaging. I having never played dungeons and dragons in my life other than like as a video game as Baldur's gate more yeah. or less. Uh, and so like, it's really fun. It is sprawling uh in in a way that feels adventurous uh and not like uh daunting it is daunting a little bit but it, it's sprawling it, it is in, definitely in a, daunting i would say like yeah just looking at what's going on in terms of the combat especially seeing like tons of buttons um and the freedom that it gives you uh yeah. like the freedom it gives you it's not just about outcomes it's also approaches like I've watched some people play it and do stuff where I was like, I didn't even think about doing that. I had no idea this could happen. There was yeah. just as an example, there's like a, there's like a person who uh, is standing next to an explosive and threatening to blow it up. And I like talk them out of it or something. Sure. Uh, but because that's what option, you do. Right. Uh, the other, there was another option, which is you can turn invisible and steal the thing that they're going to blow up because you're invisible. And then they just look down and they're just like, what the hell does that happen? <laughs> and, they, and they accounted for that. They accounted for you being able to turn invisible and steal the thing that they were about to blow up. Yes. Um, and I get they, that in terms of like an impressive achievement of like yeah. that, that kind of scale and scope of and depth, right? Like, yeah. you know, like breath and depth. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Way, that you, you know, can do the approaches and they'll think they've thought about the, the approaches right. that you can do. They put, they gathered, I'm, I'm, this is my head cannon. This is my imagination. I think they gathered like 20 different groups of the like most creative, nerdiest dungeon masters and gamers, like Dungeons and Dragons gamers that they could and just said, Hey guys, go wild and just watched them. And like, maybe right. they fed it all into like a chat GPT for or something like that. Let them ingest that. And then said, Hey, uh, chat GPT, write a story for Play us. out no, a million they, different possible. Yeah. Scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. Like write out the craziest scenarios here. And like, what would happen if there was a bear character in your party and you decided to romance <laughs> the bear? Uh, yeah, right. Like, okay are we gonna have that scene acted out and ready to go like um, (laughs) (laughs) strangely specific uh example throughout there it's how i was this is how i was introduced to the game's existence by by mr schumer yeah Mm. so that generated the fact that there is a bear romance scene and by the way the bear is a, a human shifted into a bear anyway um, <laughs> try to explain it. That, I didn't try to explain I, it. That makes it better. It, yeah. it gets gets way less. Um, weird. As long as it's yeah, human in, human soul, then it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So that generated that generated a ton of headlines of people being like, "What the heck?" It's yeah. It gets more. It gets more depraved from there, and so <laughs> okay. like it's definitely not your uh, like I. It's definitely not for kids. It is rated M. Um, 
to be clear. Uh, yeah. But it, they the really like go to depths <laughs> that most the, games don't go to. The depravity is not forced upon you. You can no, you can play you can, and you can be opt virtuous. out. I am mm. I am playing a virtuous playthrough. Uh, no no depravity here. I because have people often comforts. like to when you have all that freedom, you like to do something you're not doing in your regular life. So you are you know whatever you whatever you do in your regular life, that's that. But then you're going to be really nice in the game. Now. And then Jake, you sort of see the opposite because he's a nice guy, but then in the game, he's got the bear. And you know, uh, I wasn't mm. talking about evil, but yes, you can also be like super. In fact, you can be like a ser- like there's an option when you're creating your character that that like there's one character called the dark urge where you are a serial killer and you can't, you play the whole game like trying to resist or not your urge to kill people. Anyway, that's a great way to kind of, do you remember when um, the U S army put out the game, America's army, the first person shooter. And it was like an oddly good game. And it was a recruiting tool. It's the first person shooter. that was basically set in, you know, modern, modern weapons and everything. And I think it was built on like unreal tournament or something, but anyway, yeah, Point being, that would be a great tool there to just, you know, go ahead and knock on the doors of the people that choose to do that and poke around a little bit <laughs> yeah. and see what's going on. You know what I mean? Check the check the crawl space for anything yeah. that shouldn't be there. And that's it. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. So I'm going to ask the stupid question I always ask. Do you need to have played Baldur- Baldur's Gate 1 through 2? Oh, no, no, no. I have not. I have no idea if there are any... There are some characters that I've met where I'm like, they're talking about them like they might have been in Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, but I have no idea. They might not be. Because it's a really uh, old franchise, right? If I, rem- I, yeah. I feel like I've heard this name for 15 years, right? Like it must have been, it was been around for quite a while. So 1 yeah. is obviously not something you'd be playing on modern uh, systems necessarily. It would be like PlayStation no. 2 or something. And, and this studio didn't make the first two. So oh, okay. it's like totally different. Uh, from what I've heard, it's like like no con- barely any connection at all. Except oh, okay. it's the same world. There's a there is a city called Baldur's Gate, uh, right? But like, and, but that world itself is already D and D world, right? Now. Right. It's all um, sort of similar to the. If you've played those sorts of games, there will be a lot of components that will be recognizable yeah. and like, oh right, this is yeah. And I th- I've looked up like some items from the game, and it's like, oh yeah, this is a D and D item. And I'm just like, okay, it's literally like, you know, the it's the same stuff. I don't know. There's a thing. I'm going to look this up right now. There's a race called Get Yankee. Uh, and it looks like, yeah, they are. Yes, they're in D&D. So, uh, yes. And they they have more or less the same roles in D&D, I guess. Um, so, this is all. Gotcha. You can jump they, in now. So- it's a story within that universe. And there aren't like, I guess they aren't characters in the universe, but there are races. I don't know. I don't know, so, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. Not having no knowing any of this. <laughs> okay. Baldur's good. Gate one came out in 98, two came out in 2000. Uh, and so it was like Ooh. right in late high school and college, early college for me. And so like I was around people who played it. I think you can play Baldur's Gate two on an iPad now. <laughs> uh, really? Yeah. Uh, That's cool. And it, it it does not meet the sensibilities of the modern gamer in terms of how okay. it looks or how it plays, uh, unless you're into things looking like Minecraft. Uh, right. But you know, it's it's fun if you want the story exploration options. 
but I don't think that you need to have played either one. I, I haven't played either of the ones, at least not in depth. I might have dabbled in college, but that was probably just primarily rebellion against uh, having been sheltered against Dungeons and Dragons for my childhood growing up, fearing the satanic panic and Dungeons and Dragons. So, all right. Well, I think we are done. I think we'll. Yes. I will. Uh, yeah. All right. Thanks, there you y'all. Go. Play Baldur's Gate. Play or don't have a bear in your party, or you know, don't. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let people steal your data. <laughs>